Ready? Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. Hey Frank Whaley here. It's Friday, September 25th. This is episode 48. Yay. Three. And that means we have two more after this one. Oh God, what are you eating now? Gosh. Cucumber. Well, you knew that because you saw me. No, I didn't see. I could just tell yep. by the, it's, the um, knowing the inventory that we have in the house right now. Well, I, I, was, trying, I was trying to commend you. Um, today's Friday, and typically uh, we clean the house on Fridays. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I'm really proud of the work that you did. Um, you uh, showed uh, great team spirit, great teamwork today in cleaning the house. And uh, I just want to let you know that I'm really proud of, the, of, of what I saw out there today. Thanks, Frank. I really enjoyed shaking out the little rug that's in the bathroom with you. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you got to do stuff like that. You got to take the rugs out and shake them out. And yeah, like, a, like a, some kind of Italian grandma, like beating on it with a broom. Oh, yeah. We didn't do that part. Well, my but. mom used to do that. She used to take the rugs out and hit them, hit them with a ball, ball bat. With a ball bat? Yeah, baseball bat. Oh, say. Yeah. I've never heard it called a ball bat before. Oh, well, you, you heard something new today then. But uh, I'll just say, you know, dust around here and the, the, the dust and the, and the dog hair and the, and the dirt didn't stand a chance against you. It is you. astonishing that anybody listens to this podcast. Oh, I know. I mean, you're chewing, first of all. You're chewing into the microphone. Well, You're talking you know about funny? housework. You know what's really funny is that I'm wearing a hoodie with a with a pouch in the front, and I just realized that I had that cucumber in there from earlier today. It was a pocket cucumber. It's been in my pocket all day. I even went for like a four and a half mile run with that thing in my pocket. Anyway, TGIF, am I right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care. Oh. If it's Friday or not. Wow. I mean, what is Friday to me? And, right. You know? Well, you I work, guess, it's a weekend. You're going to, you know, we're going we're gonna to party like it's 1999. Yeah. Real. Yep. Yeah? Yeah, we are. I am. I, I totally, totally going to party, party my face off. And it's a long weekend, so. It is a long weekend. Are we taking Monday off? I, I'm, for the um, holidays? We probably should, yeah. yeah. I think it's. Uh, Out of respect. Uh, yeah, and then, it's, and then it's a new season, right? No, we have two more. So the new season would start on Thursday of next week. Now, we need some ideas for that. So we've got some preparation to do. Did you hear um, what happened in Vietnam? Uh, are you kidding me, Frank? Are you talking about the factory washing, recycling, and reselling over 300,000 used condoms? Yeah. Well, actually, I was talking about the war that happened uh, in the late 60s. To, but to... how weird is it that, like, I was like, oh, this is a fun little weird story to talk about, and you had the same weird story. I didn't know that you had that. I think it's insane that somebody's job is to uh, take used condoms and all that, impl- that that implies. Like a used condom is so gross for so many different reasons. I mean, it's a, Where are they collecting them from? I don't know. I mean, it must be somebody's job to, to trace and track down used condoms. You know, like if I, I mean, I suppose if I was, if I knew that there was a market for them and I was, you, you know, using lots of com- condoms, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably save them 
and say no, don't, don't, no, no, don't, don't, don't flush that. We're, we're, I, I, I got, I got a guy. Just, just put it in that bag in the corner. Flush it, flush it down the drain. Uh, no, what, but I mean, what do you? Do? Uh, this is really gross. This I mean, is terrible. It's, it's like if it's not excrement, it's one. If it's not one thing, it's another with you. But like whatever you do with a used condom, I mean, I don't even want to think about it. But well, if you were our former neighbors in New York, you leave them in the stairwell. We found a used condom in the stairwell. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it just makes you think of how many used condoms are floating around out there, quite literally. Well, what would happen if, if, like, you had one, you didn't know someone else had already used it, and then you used it, and maybe it was inside out, right? It was inside out from the way that it had been worn before, and then, and then someone gets pregnant with a person that they, they never have even come in contact with. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, if this, this happened in Bindong, Bindong province in, well, that, in um, Vietnam. I was going to say something that I won't say. You're going to say something about Dong, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's too, it's too easy. But so after, so this happened in, in Bindong and police found. Bindong done that. Police found about 320,000 recycled used condoms that were being repackaged as new. Oh, my God. Um, market inspectors in the Bindong province raided a factory near Ho Chi Minh City where they discovered used condoms being repackaged to be sold at the market. And, and inspectors at the factory's 34-year-old owner, a woman, confessed they purchased the condoms from someone else. Now, someone had these condoms for sale. So someone had used condoms for sale. So so it had to start somewhere. So somebody collected hundreds of thousands of used condoms. Why? You you might ask because they might be worth something someday. That's what I if I I'm going to put myself in the role of the used condom salesman. Um, I have a very special um, something very special to offer for sale. Okay. Um, don't now don't don't jump to uh, any any conclusion. Don't judge me. Okay. But I have, I have 200, actually I have 320,000 used condoms for sale. Okay. And where did you get these? I've collected them. From? Friends and relatives. Relatives? What does it matter? They're used condoms. Now, after buying the condoms from a man, they were washed and reshaped, then packed in plastic bags. I wonder how they reshaped the condoms. I can only imagine that they needed to be stretched. I mean, reshaped. I, I don't know. I mean, They would just roll them up again? They need to be reshaped. Like my career. My career is oh. a used condom that needs reshaping. Stop it. Listen, I want to think about the kinds of places you would be able to collect those condoms. It would have to be like sex clubs or a place where there's often condoms being used and discarded. Oh, I see. So somebody just went and collected them like Yeah, like, like it's someone who works like at some sort of a, a brothel or like a sex club. That's and a, they're, they're picking up the condoms at the end of the night. That's a hell of a lot of used condoms for one brothel or many. I mean, we're talking about 320,000 Yeah, so some condoms. of them have to be old. Video taken by Vietnam State Broadcaster VTV. We should send our pilot script to VTV. And obtained by the Reuters news agency, news agency shows sacks filled with condoms. 
It also shows tools apparently used to wash and reshape the condoms in the factory. Are they special condom washing tools? At the hardware store, you, you might say, Hi, I'm, I need um, a special tool. Um, ma'am, can you help me? Sure. Are you in our customer loyalty program? Uh, no, I'm not, but I, I'm in sort of a hurry. I need, um, I need a, a tool that would be useful in washing and reshaping condoms. Uh, that would be over in electronics. I would. I mean, what on earth? It, do they have a description of the tool? It's a special tool they made for this. A health official quoted by Tui Trey newspaper said the condoms were an extreme health risk to users. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, listen. You know, I'm listen, gonna man. I'm gonna write a TV pilot about the guy who's picking up the three hundred thousand condoms. It's gonna be a musical. Springsteen, uh, Bruce Springsteen had his birthday this this week. Did you know that? Well, happy birthday to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, he um he turned. Uh, how old is Bruce Springsteen? Do you know Heather? I could look it up. No, I can tell you. He's seventy one. Seventy one. Huh. Yeah, and he was. He, I was reading an, an interview he did recently, and he said because um, he was talking about this album that they that his, that they have coming. Guys in his seventies, he's putting on another album with his band, and they, I guess they recorded it in five days. Lot, like the whole album in five days, they recorded it. Please live. don't tell me it's like standards. No, no, I feel it's like not. all those guys when they get old, they do standards. I know it's we so don't weird. need any more standards. Thanks, that's been covered. No, Bob get Dylan, it? that's been covered. Yeah, um, uh, but he was talking about he was talking about that he recorded that whole all live the whole album just live in the studio and they did it in one week and. uh I mean, these, with technology these days, you can do, I mean, that's no big feat. No, I mean, we're sitting in the closet making a podcast yeah. that goes out across the whole world. But I thought this was interesting. He said, um, I heard something of mine from 1975 on a record the other day, and I said, that was about seven or eight lives ago. It was a full and entire life of its own, and I lived that one, and it was a great one, and now I'm living another one. He added, I lived a life where we raised our children. That life is gone now. Now Patty and I are living another life. So you live a lot of lives over the course of your one life. But that was kind of profound. Yeah, definitely. I want to live one more life after the life I'm living now. Oh my God, please don't let this be the last one. I want, I want to have at least two more lives. But one, I want something, someone to call me and say, here's a shitload of money. Just show up here. Sit in a dressing room till they knock on the door and come and get you. You do this every day for the next five years. I want to live that life for the next five years. That's what I want. And I want everybody to leave me the fuck alone. Well, that, those two things can't go together. Okay, that's the last life. My last life, I want everybody to leave me the fuck alone. Really? Like a, be a recluse like J.D. Salinger? The Unabomber? Ugh. Howard Hughes? I'd every rather time I be Howard f- Hughes than the Unabomber. Every time we I saw th- his cabin. That was... That was dismal. Howard Hughes? No, the Unabomber's cabin. We I, saw it at the museum. I didn't mind that so much. It, it was filthy dirty. You would hate it. He ate uh, nothing but oatmeal. All I think of when I think of Howard Hughes is Leonardo DiCaprio's mediocre performance as Howard Hughes. Played the same way he plays every role in every movie he does. Go ahead, give me blowback on that, you Leonardo DiCaprio superfans. I think he gave my sister the finger once. He flipped her off. Shut up.
Not necessarily. Would you round out the week with a letter from a listener. Uh, oh, sure. Why not? I mean, clearly, I'm in a down mood today. Yeah. So, you know. Uh oh. Ready? Go ahead. Hi, Whaley's. Thank you for the podcast. I listen to it each night as I crack open a cold one after work. Okay. You're welcome. That's a reference to me saying I'm going to cra- crack open a cold one when I was drinking the beer that we had. I haven't bought any beer in a while, so I haven't been cracking open any cold ones lately. So, but I, that doesn't mean I haven't been drinking, just but, not drinking the, the brewskis. What, is it, what does this have to do with this letter of this person? Well, because she, she said I listen to the, she says she listens to the podcast each night as she cracks open a cold one after work. Is it, it was cra- cracking, was that your catchphrase or something? Well, I, I said it a couple times. Uh-huh. I'm going to go crack open a cold one or a brewski. So uh, she says, I've been thinking of writing for a while because in a previous episode, you mentioned, you, Frank, that you eat the same thing every night for dinner. But Heather, you have said that you love to cook and you even wrote a cookbook. So how do you enjoy dinner together if you're always eating separate meals? Thanks, Sabrina. Good question, uh, Sabrina. None of your business. We don't don't enjoy eating dinner together because we don't eat dinner together because Frank only eats the same thing every night and he doesn't like to have good food like the rest of us like. Well, that's just completely unfair. Um, uh, first of all, that's a, that's, um, it's not true that we, we, eat, we all sit down and eat dinner together for the most part. Yeah, we do. And I, I tend, I've gotten into a habit because of my OCD, which I need a team of psychiatrists to help me. Because it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. Yeah, everything's getting bad. I think, I think the OCD thing is getting worse. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And Last um, night, I made a delicious pizza. It was so good. And you didn't eat any of it. Well, I have been eating... Um, I made a pot of lentils. Again. And um, I, I, you know, I don't need to go into my recipe for my hot pot of vegetables and greens, but that's what I've been eating. Um, again, I need like a, like a, a Fauci-led commission. You need someone from like the CDC who's going to come in and... and yeah, I need, I need OCD. a whole, a whole, like I said, a, a, just a dream team, a super, a super team of psychologists to sit down and just... Let me cry for two, uh, two or three days and wallow and then just rebuild. Okay. Well, you know, you don't necessarily need the dream team for that. You can just have any, any decent therapist, psychiatrist is going to be able to help you with that. I'm not giving this, this, these maladies, these mental, this particular mental illness over to just anybody. It's got to be a special Ivy League trained, educated team of psychologists from all over the world. They have to come from all over the world okay, and to study me. Why? Why do you need an international team? Uh, it seems to me that most of your uh, phobias and neuroses are specifically um, originated in Syracuse, New York. So you could just get someone real good from Syracuse. I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody treating me who's from anywhere near anywhere near Syracuse, New York, that I'm going to say. And okay. also, for the record, I don't, ever, I don't, don't even think of burying me in Syracuse, New York, just because why that's would, my home. Now, why, why would I do that? Oh, I'm assuming that I'm the one who's going to be burying you. I hope so. I hope so. I hope it's not, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, I hope it's not some stranger. I would assume you would bury me. Speaking of your hot pot, I saw that there was a, a 
recall on mushrooms. Are you kidding? There's like an E. coli outbreak on mushrooms. Are you joking? But I think it's a specific kind of mushroom that's a dried wood ear mushroom, which sounds gnarly. Wood ear, yeah. Yeah, like it makes me think of like a, an ear made out of wood, obviously, that's got some fungus on it. Gross. Well, well everybody, speaking of uh, fungus on it, let's... Uh, Let's have a good weekend. Yeah, let's everybody have a great weekend. And when we, when we meet back here on Tuesday, let's all try and be in a good mood, a happy mood. Um, I, can, I can tell you how that'll happen. If some of you hit me up on Cameo, I'll be in a good mood. Somebody, so, so, uh, people start picking up on the merch store. That'll put me in a good mood, right? Yeah. I always like when people buy stuff on the merch store. Or write a letter that doesn't directly insult me again. Sabrina being... didn't insult you. She just wanted to know what about... What was her name? Sabrina about, Sabrina about dinner time. Listen, Sabrina. Listen, here's the mo- here's the most important part. It doesn't really matter that we're that we're eating different things. It's it's that, and I've said this before. We're both at the end of the meal, sitting on the couch and drinking, and usually watching uh, MSNBC or Bravo. And so that's where the real magic happens. Or depending on how many dandelion greens I put in the hot pot, sometimes I'm sitting on a pot myself. Oh, good lord! Bye. 